back for another great episode of Black Equity Podcast. And I am excited about this conversation. Uh, I always love when I have a fellow podcaster who gets to share uh, time uh, here on Black Equity. So we can just kind of sit back, chill, talk about what's going on uh, in the culture and society and life in general. And in order for us to do that, I want to introduce uh, the host of Love Always Wins podcast, uh, Danielle Ross. Welcome to Black Equity Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, For those who don't know who you are, just tell us a little bit about yourself and the vision that you have for your podcast. Uh, Hello, everyone. My name is Danielle. I am from Illinois. I am actually just had... Uh, birthday on February 18th. I turned Happy birthday. Home. Thank you. Really excited about this next trip around the sun. Um, but for Love Always Wins, the podcast that I started the beginning of 2020 last year, it um, literally, I, I remember the day, I wanted to say something and I'm not big on being in, in places I don't want to be or shouldn't be. So I, I do my best to stay to myself, but I, I wanted to make a post and I said, you know what, I need to say this. And so I recorded it and literally I had love always wins in my mind, have been just adding value to spaces. And the mission statement of love always wins is, I emit a vibration that creates a space for others to become the best version of themselves. And so love always wins also as an acronym is law. So that's law to me, love always wins. Um, And I want, it's all about truth. It's all about power. It's all about self and literally everything leads back to self. And if you're able to discover more about who you are, you can, everything else is easy, it's a piece of cake. But that's the hardest, finding that balance within yourself, the light and the dark. So let's touch on that for a second. Um, why do you think most people are looking outside of themselves in order to tap into that frequency? Why are people not even recognizing that the number one thing to do is look at themselves? If we can tie to something that is just, I guess, easy on the eyes, we can go with history. We can go with society, the way that things have played even just in my lifetime, being in the 90s baby. We were born at a time where we grew up doing homework out of encyclopedias to doing homework from Google. So just those two entities right there alone shows you the change, shows you how we search for things in different aspects other than self. When it comes to encyclopedias, those, you know, those were written, even with stories, we get away from books and it's all social, it's all outside, it's all other people's thoughts, not our own, not based upon history. You know, there's something you told me a long time ago, or uh, we had a conversation a long time ago about how it's all propaganda. I'm not sure if you remember this, this is a long time ago. Um, Ever since that conversation we had, I've been just paying attention to everything that comes across my eyes, whether it be newspaper, book, uh, a movie, TV show. And I just pay attention to how, what is this person trying to manipulate me to believe? Even if what they have in front of me is the truth, Mm -hmm. they're still trying to make me see that it is the truth in Mm -hmm. a way. How do you know when you're dealing with something that is the truth and when you're dealing with something that's been falsified. That's when falsified and you said it still comes off as true. Yeah, how do you know the difference? I can go to the top of the question or I guess the idea where you started from and immediately my thought went to how society glorifies our lower vibrations mm. or the lower frequency. So when you deal with melanin beings in 
in America, in the United States of America, um, the women are on TV and they're not fully clothed versus a woman that may be in a library or at work. Why aren't we on TV at work? Why aren't we on TV in these different settings? We have to go find a movie. We have to go search for it, right? Mm-hmm. Versus immediately you pick up your phone and everything that's viral is the lowest possible frequency that a woman could be on, even when a man. Now our men are seen as doing nothing. For me, I guess the easiest, because <laughs> I have to watch my words, the easiest thing that I can say when it comes to our men is that it seems as if they have no spine when you look at propaganda. It seems as if they have to go off of something else. They have to go attach themselves to their woman. They have to go attach themselves to the other man. They have to go attach themselves to something, their car. And it's not them standing by themselves, right? If they're standing by themselves, they have been totally emasculated. If they're standing by themselves, they'll let, they'll let our men stand by themselves when they are seen as other entity, seen as other thing, anything other than a man, right? Mm. And you can and you can Google a man and you can look up a man and that man will not be a melanin man. And that's the issue. Our, our image of a man is totally different than what it used to be even 20 years ago. So that lower vibration that is, is being projected and, and put every time we open up our phone, the news, the news will put out a celebrity issue versus putting out something about the climate or the weather, right? You can hear about Jada in her red table quicker than you can hear about an earthquake or a volcano erupting. That's ridiculous. So when we start to see how the propaganda plays and magnifies those lower frequencies, then we look at the deep was falsified versus what is true. Knowing that you have to have those lower vibrations to have the, the high frequency. They have to be there, right? But why do we have to dwell there? Why do we have to live there? Why do we have to plant our seeds there? No, that's unacceptable. Well, you, you bring up a very fascinating topic. So let's kind of dive into what, what you put on the table. What what does a high frequency woman look like in the digital age? Mm, that's a great question. In the digital age. <laughs> yes, in the digital age. Like if I look down on my phone and mm-hmm. I wanted to see high frequency, what am I looking for to know what, how to spot it? The imagery, so that would be symbol. Mm. High frequency. When I see high frequency things, I'm being on symbols, um, colors. So to, I guess, to make it practical as far as the eye, um, man. If everything leads back to self, those high frequency, those high frequencies would be what they've tried to make a cliche, right? What they've tried to normalize, which would be our meditation, our yoga, our our eating from the earth. Mm. Um, just spending time with your children, imprinting mm-hmm. on your children, and that's really major with with propaganda and with high frequency things our education how we think you know are we coming up with our own thoughts those are the high frequency things and so when you constantly see the the tweets right even the tweets when they get recycled now all of a sudden everybody recycles tweets and yet Mm -hmm. it'll go viral you know you even have to look at that if you know everything that goes viral and you don't want it to go viral, why are you making it go viral? You know? So 
it's funny you say that because even if it is a low vibrating entity, could you make it a higher frequency thing? For example, like a viral tweet. And you know how Twitter, <laughs> how they say you recycle the, the, the arguments with the either, you know, again, men and women or how relationships are, knowing that your relationships is your own, right? Right. All individual, mm -hmm. everything is individual yet collectively. Ooh evolve together but individually you have your own relationships you, right you argue differently right you love differently that looks totally different yet we look at society and say okay you have to love me this way you have to give me gifts this way right knowing that a man some women don't even know when men give them gifts anymore because some men love differently some men love by just providing they don't know how to love any other way right but a lot of women would know that because we take on other people's ideas of what a high frequency could be. Some people may think they live on, they are operating on a high frequency. What about that, Bob? They may think they well, are high frequency. I was thinking, well, you know, it, it's kind of in perspective because mm -hmm. <laughs> what's one person's high frequency may be someone else's low energy or low frequency. Yes because of how low frequency that they're currently operating in. That's so, right. you know, I may see it as a medium frequency, but really for them, it's very high mm -hmm. based off of the things that they've had in their life. That's right. And that's what makes up the collective. That's why you have, I always say, everyone is operating from their level of consciousness. Mm -hmm. Agreed. And, and, and I would read tons of Facebook posts and I remember reading posts and, you know, people would shun people because they were operating from their frequency, right? From their level. And it's, it was just amazing to me how they would look so little of them. They can't operate like mm. you because they're not you. It, it's okay. They're not nothing <laughs> because you think you're something, right? Mm. It's, it's very interesting to see how we move and how we and how people create tribes because people are creating tribes off based upon how they view other people. But it's very interesting. Correct. Well, you, you mentioned earlier this idea of a lot of people can't stand on their own, mm -hmm. right? And they, they're having to stand next to her or him or them. Why do you think? many people are not able to stand on their own, have an independent thought and have an independent uh, way of operating and being okay with, the, you know, they'll catch it when they catch it. Hmm. Why do you think they're okay there? Yeah. Well, the first thing that comes to mind is just the constant state of repetition, right? Generation after generation of going through these experiences. Then there's, you know, is it, are you learning? Do you want to learn? I, I'm not, I guess, I guess it will, again, it'd be, it boils down to perspective, but what is life? right? What is, what is life? Do we all know that we're here to do something? Mm. I don't think many people believe that they're here for anything. A lot of, a lot of people you bump into, they don't even know if they have a purpose on mm -hmm. this planet. And so if they don't believe they have a purpose, they're not going to be looking for one to mm -hmm. get into alignment with. Mm-hmm. And then, and then you, and then you think about the way energy works, right? So you, I always, always say that there, well, there's quotes about opportunity in every moment, but there's always a sign. Something's always there to remind you, to poke you, pinch you, tickle you, to give you a sign, to do something. To, to force something. And 
if you're not paying attention or if it doesn't happen, something else is going to happen, right? If, if, if something is, is not pushing or pulling, and it's, it's going to do the opposite. I think the same with even cameras and Wi-Fi, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and those, what are those things in the phone, the homes now that aim with the echoes and, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so are you against those? I, I wouldn't, I'm not against them. They're just not coming in my house. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> and what is your rationale behind that? I mean, if it's a speaker or you're talking to it, Mm-hmm. regardless of what's going on it, it's on right you walk in the house and you speak that means that it's waiting like it catches that so even if you're not speaking to you it's going to you're sending out a vibration mm. so if you send out a vibration and it catches you it's going to catch every vibration right right it's not going it's not going to just turn off because you're not saying hello or hey, what, I'm not sure what the, what the command is, but mm-hmm. if you're if this if it's telling you, oh, we have these features and you can say all of these, right? You can start every a different sentence with a different word. <laughs> I mean, there's not much else to say. Right. It's recording you. Yeah. Right. So it's listening to you 24/7, and that could uh, pose a huge risk uh, to have anyone that you, you don't have 100% trust in listening to you 24 7 uh, 365 it's just I mean I, I I guess you know if I look at it from a, a standpoint it's awesome right it's an awesome thing to have wonderful but when you actually look at it for what it is no thank you you know I always said that about uh uber Mm-hmm. I always said, like, when we look at the facade of it, it's awesome. I get to push a button, somebody gets to pick me up, and I get to where I need to be to. The technology is awesome. But then when we strip away the technology and just look at it for what it truly is, there's a stranger coming to pick me up. I don't know who the person is. I'm getting into their car. I've never been in. I have no idea who this yeah. person is or what they have surrounding them or what is in their mind. And I'm hoping that I'm going to get from uh, where I am to where they're going to take me safely. And oh, by the way, wherever I was before, they now know where I either work or where I live or wherever I'm coming from. Uh, if I'm at a station, uh, at a at a fixed location. So these modern day technology things, when you strip away the technology and you look at the the root of it, there is some problematic things that could come out of it. Yes, there are. Yet, we uh, ignore the problematic side and we jump up and down about the technology that's being handed to us. Why do you think that is? It makes me think of create a problem and create the solution. Um, there's that, there is just being convenient, the convenience of it. But if you do look at it, you know, just from a humanity aspect, our family and friends, right? Your aunts and uncles. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that can, you can break that down in so many ways, especially within our communities, right? And it may look different in different communities also. Right. And communities, they might, you know what I mean? They, they're self-sufficient in, in some communities, right? They're, they have a villages where everything is taken care of from the car to the babies. It might be a block, right? It could be as small as a block, eight houses on each side, community someone on that on that block they can take care of a car they have a daycare they have a school right it could it could all be right there it's that simple and for us to as far as history as far as my generation just to see our family dynamic go from the 90s to 2021 is catastrophic 
It's that simple. What do you think the major change was? Depending on society, depending on technology, it what's the, what is the saying about seeing or looking for something? Just because you you see it or you look like, just because it's there, don't doesn't mean you have to touch it. Okay, fair. Or even just having it, just because you can have it, doesn't. I mean, admire it, love it for what it is. It's beautiful. I love technology. I love technology, but I will gladly put all of this, lock it up, and walk away. Without a doubt, I do it often. I do it weekly. <laughs> I do it weekly. I have to, because it's just, there's no way. There's no way I can allow myself to get that dependent on something outside of myself. Mm. I, I, the, and the more, and that's the thing, when you discipline yourself, right? When you have self-discipline, because it, it, it built up, it stemmed from track for me and an injury and recovering from that. And so going through these stages of self-discipline and, and redevelopment and you can see how that dependency it it pulls at you it's like intoxicating almost because in and and to i can't imagine what some people are going through i've watched my daughter akasha she's six years old and so we've been doing both on and you know on and off the tablets they have the homeschooling system on and off the tablets. There's many different options for education now and we love it. And so we're trying all types of things, but I've watched her almost become dependent. And so when I would see, you know, those, that behavior, that pattern change where, oh, I, I want this here when I eat or I want to walk with it, with it. No, what do you mean walking with it? What do you mean? No, put it down. You know, you can see it. You can see how she's just like, <laughs> Right. And so by monitoring that and seeing that and knowing, like I said, knowing how you have to overcome that over time and practice and repetition, it's dangerous where we're going and even where we are now. Now, for those who don't know, I know you're really big into uh, human development, child uh, development, and watching the growth of our nation, right? Yes. Um, how how do you think this whole pandemic um, situation, how do you think that impacts that generation of humans? I know they're considered children at this point, but one day they'll be, a, you know, grown adults. How do you think this past uh, six to 12 months is going to impact that generation of humans and really humans overall? Hmm. There's there's so many stories that I've read. The I mean fiction, nonfiction of what the future is going to look like. Mm -hmm. I've I've tapped into a few books that talk about 2030 and beyond. And when I look at the pandemic, when I look at the last year, right? The last year of us being inside, going from in and out, I mean, even just dealing with Texas. People are so comfortable being inside, yet not comfortable, because it's not comfortable. We're humans. It's not comfortable being inside of something for a long period of time. We need to get outside. We need to move. We need fresh air. We need sun. Um, so to not have those elements and to replace those elements with artificial elements um, for, for me, what I see is the dependency. I see um, children not learning. I see children, it's, I see people dying off really, really quickly. Um, I see us, I see people turning savage, right? Animalistic, 
Um, because if you're not going to let depression get you, right, you're going to uh, be dominant in some type of way. And if you're not dominant mentally, if you're not dominant emotionally, right, you're not dominant spiritually, what is left for you to be dominant in, right? And you're in the house. It, it's just, I see a lot. And then even with I go to the go towards the book, the per, the perspective of this book I read, and it talked about how they were going to create or they could potentially create electric cities. So um, everything was artificial. And so when you watch animation movies, when you watch sci-fi movies that are not big in the box office, those are the movies and the TV shows you want to watch, the ones that they don't put on prime time or they don't put a lot of commercials out because that's where most of the truth is. And so if you watch the movie, The Lorax, it's an animation. It talks about the trees. It talks about how it's fake. They were selling air. I, they were selling air for 50 cents um, at Hy-Vee in the liquor department uh, two years ago when I went to pick up a bottle of wine. They were selling air. Yeah. And these little tubes. And I went home and watched the Lorax. I watched it again. And I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if people are aware, but I mean, there's no excuse anymore. I, <laughs> there's no excuse. I mean, there's I, no excuse when I saw for them the to be air. Hmm? There's no excuse for them to be asleep is what you're saying. I mean, I don't know what you want to call it because people get so offended by these words now. Is that even that's hilarious? Okay. Um, you know, I don't. I don't know how many words that you're going to get offended by to avoid responsibility. I don't mm. know how many words you, you, you need to magnify to avoid being accountable for your environment. We all should be manipulating our environment every day, whether you have children or not, but especially if you have children, especially if you have, if you don't want to manipulate your environment, I totally understand if you're comfortable. I get it. I understand. It's tough. It's tough. But when you have children, and if you are capable and able, there's no excuse not to manipulate their environment as best as you can. Let's talk about that real quick. When you say manipulate your environment, what exactly do you mean? Because this may be a very great teachable moment for those who aren't doing this. How do you manipulate your environment? Manipulating your environment could be as, as simple as setting a time limit on your phone, which I think now if you upgrade your iPhone, Apple has that. It could be as complex as making an eight-hour schedule after you get off work. Um, everything that you're consuming, mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, so it sounds like uh, intentionality, being very intentional. Yes. Every thought that you have and making sure that it's an independent thought and not something that was uh, kind of placed inside you from outside sources. Definitely, for sure. And and I can give just a, a quick example of of uh, breaking breaking the cycles and breaking that. So you know how you go to work, right? You have a a set way a set a uh, path that you go to work, right? It's easy, it's quick, it gets me there. And one day I said, you know what, Danielle? Go a different way today. And so ever since that day, I would never go to work the same way. I would just, even if I had to give myself more time, I would just, you know, set up more time and I'd never went to work the same way again. And from that moment, I realized, I said, okay, is if it's that simple, right? To to break up this monotony. Even I mean, even just having a bad day. People wake up on a bad day and think that they have to be in a bad day all day. No, just mm. have, them, have them two minutes, three seconds, whatever it needs to be, however long it needs to be, and then bounce back. Bounce back. It's it's not we have to we're here in this body for a reason and what people forget and I don't know if it deals with religion or or not but we're in this body for a reason but being in this body you're paying for it 
So you have this duality where it has to be highs and lows. You, it has to be light and dark. As above, so below. As within, so without. It has to be. That's where, that's where we are right now. And th that is, all. I mean, it boils down to universal law. And to make it plain, we've abided by man-made laws and we ignore universal laws, period. That's it. And if we focused on those universal laws and said, okay, this man-made law makes no sense. It doesn't even align with my nature. Why, why am I doing this, right? We, we have allowed society to take over the choices and we wake up and people don't even make a choice till about 10 o'clock in the morning. They wake up at five and they ain't even made one choice. They have let society plan their whole day, right? The, the yep. TV, they know what they're doing at seven. They know where they're going to be at, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Versus you making the choice. I'm going to wake up today and have a wonderful day. It's raining outside. I'm not going to be sad because it's raining. I'm going to be happy because things are getting watered, right? Versus, mm -hmm. I mean, make those choices. Make the choices. We have given up our power. And then we give up our power and say, you know what? It's Tuesday. I want my power back. No, they're not going to give you your power back. Right. No, they're going to give it back to you how they want it. Loud and clear. Do you think we can take technology and program it to fit what we want instead of it programming us? Is there any way to fight back? Definitely. Definitely. It's, it could, it's a very useful tool. Like I said, I love it. I love technology. I, it's, I mean, you can bend it just like anything else in this reality. And, I, and again, that's, those are the choices. I can take a, a phone and download a, a certain amount of apps to set it up to help me go through my day, my schedule. I can turn it off, right? It's very easy to do that. Very easy to put my phone down, to leave my phone in the car. I love not taking my phone with me. It's wonderful. Because I, I know most of the day I'm at work, right? But we're, we're kind of forced to, to be on them now. So I love putting it down. So we definitely can use it to our advantage, for sure. It's, it's more, it's easy, but we, we don't make the choices. No, I agree. I, I do. I like what you said about uh, people choosing to be upset all day just because they had a two or three minute uh, situation. I've definitely have found myself looking at uh, past behaviors and saying to myself, like, you know, why would you allow someone to have that much control over you, right? Or why does that one thing matter to you that much? And so kind of get into a space where uh, learning, I think the biggest thing, because you said this in the beginning, is know thyself. So one of the, the best things for me was learning what makes me happy or what brings me joy. Yeah. So even when bad things happen, I can say, well, what brings me joy? And I have my list of two or three things. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to go do what brings me joy yeah. and I'll be back later. And, you know, being very purposeful in that um, has allowed me to allow things to happen, smile and just keep moving. But I'm not sure if everybody has that thing where they're tapping into mm -hmm. uh, what makes, makes them happy, what brings them joy. Uh, how do you, uh, you don't have to be too specific, but how do you uh, tap into your inner joy? My inner joy comes from experimenting. I just, I like trying things, doing things, seeing how they work, how they don't work, seeing if I can change it. And I think for me, it's just become almost like a game, you know? And I, I guess I would 
I have like I have my life planned out and everything, right? You know what you you're taught to like have this this thing planned out, and then when you get in the midst of it, you're like, wait a minute, this is this is totally not what's going on, or this is not what's going to happen. And so I've gotten to a point to where okay, I'm just going to try these things. And from that, you know what you like and what you don't like. And that's the most, that's probably the most important activity you could probably do any day is to know what you like and do not like. Mm. That's, I mean, that's hard for some people, you know? It's, it'll save you so much time <laughs> just saying no to things. Like, I don't understand why people will say yes to things and then complain about it the whole entire time leading up to it and then complain while you're there. You, the, the answer was no to begin with, but you felt some type of, um, I guess sometimes it's people pleasing. Like I just wanted to say yes, just not uh, upset them, but then you end up upsetting yourself. Yeah. And you know, it, that, and even that thought, that thought makes me think, is that something we've been taught to do, right? Is that just another aspect of us being taught this way? Or are, are we choosing after a while? Or it depends on the relationship? Or Well, there's definitely an element that we've been taught this. Because as children, you know, we're supposed to play nice. And we're supposed mm-hmm. to make the person next to us feel good. And we have to consider everyone else's feelings. And what, what does everybody else want? What does the teacher want? What does the... What do our parents want? What does the pastor want? All these different things in society is, is everybody else. Nobody ever stops to really ask us, what do we want? You know, besides saying, what do you want to do when you grow up? And then they say, oh, okay. And then it goes back to pleasing everybody else. And so there's definitely an element of a little bit of societal brainwashing when it comes to taking care of everyone else before yourself. That's very true. And you said something that sparked uh, and a thought being a child right growing growing up and I think that's why you would hear some of the philosophers say you know find your inner child or awaken your inner child because a child when a child doesn't like something if a child is upset you will know it it will be said right then and there and then after it's out, it's out, and we move on. Whatever it may be, owie, happy, sad, it's expressed. It's, you know, it's just expressed out and we're moving forward. And, and to me, that just, that just equates to being present. Being present, being here in the now not thinking about the future, not thinking about the past, not dragging the past with you. And we can't figure out why some people are knee deep with anxiety and depression. And you had to go, you know, I, I think even that's just a, a, oh, that just spirals out of control for me because we're not being present. We're not here. Where are we? Well, depending on what channel you're watching, <laughs> mm. depending on, you know, the ideas being spewed at you, you're either in the past or in the future. Mm. This, that's just like uh, Black History Month, right? Every Black mm-hmm. History, I mean, even what, what movie just came out? Black History Month. Uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Is that the present? The future or the past? Past. It's great. It's wonderful. I'm so happy it's there. But we have to actually look at what we are doing. Doing. It's wonderful to observe. It's wonderful to look. It's wonderful to examine. Yes. But what are we doing? And how do we, how do you propose that we pay attention to the present? What's the best way to do that? Because it feels like 
I mean, every second becomes the past. So mm-hmm. at what what point is at what point is present not present? Because present is changing every second. Mm-hmm. The way I see it, I guess there's no way to express it. As far as being present, I am. I have a plan, right? Mm-hmm. I narrowed down that plan to a list. And then that list I might make into a smaller list for to-dos for that week or that day. And so in the midst of me doing something, in my mind, I am imagining where that came from. So where that task came from, it was a list. And it was another list that was a plan. That plan was essentially a goal. So if I want to have my boat when I'm 50, right? Mm-hmm. How do I get my boat? I'll get my boat by doing, taking these set of actions. I have made this plan so I can get my boat. And then that plan, I narrow down to a list. And that list is broken down into a series of one to three years. Mm-hmm. And I break it down into tasks every day. So You've been talking about You've been talking about this damn boat since the moment I met you. Mm-hmm. Always happening. I see. I know it is. I know it is. How how big is this boat going to be? <laughs> it's not big. It's not small. Okay. I thought you might be small. Mine's not small. So <laughs> it's, it's a medium sized boat. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's probably a yacht. Okay. A mini yacht. Okay. Yeah. I remember you told me about that, and I said I probably end up renting uh, a boat or two. I don't know about acquiring a boat. Yeah, I but know. I respect it. Oh yes, I remember that conversation. <laughs> that was hilarious. Well, uh, so where is this boat going to be housed? Is it going to be in America? What country is it going to be in? I have a couple locations. Okay. There is one location that will be um, around the United States. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. Um, so uh, for those who are listening to this episode and they're really interested in your perspective, which I really wanted people to hear just the different ways that you think and um, how fascinating your mind is, how do people find out more about your podcast and everything that you're working on? My podcast is on Anchor, which means it is on Spotify and Apple. It's Love Always Wins. I do have a Love Always Wins page um, that is on Facebook. I am working on the website, so it will be it will be shared through that Facebook page. And then my social media, uh, you can find me everywhere at I, Danielle, I-E-Y-E, Danielle, D-O-N-Y-E-L-L. Okay, can I ask about that? I'm not sure if I ever asked about this before. Where does the EYE, the I, Danya, where did that come from? How was that birth? Why is that the thing that you decided to move forward with? I remember when I was just absorbing tons of information, I would pop up on the internet and I would see people change I to EYE when they would type. When they would type. And so I'm like, okay, you know, then I, you know, Apple came about and you have the iPhone. And I had to make another Twitter. I, my first Twitter, I, I, my first Twitter was Long Legs 24. That was my first Twitter. Okay. It was, it was based upon a track, right. <laughs> on a track joke. And so um, I, made, I wanted to make a new one and I knew that it was going to be based upon adding value. And so I was, I was in my mind, I, Danielle was born. And hmm couple people catch it and they're like oh i see and they, you know it's really your own spin on it it's your perception and i love that because people will inbox me and they'll tell me different things and i think it's awesome <laughs> i think it's awesome i always thought of it from a third eye perspective mm-hmm. that's where my mind immediately went so i think it's dope though yeah. Thanks. Thanks. oh you're welcome you're welcome 
Um, so before we head out, uh, we've got a few more minutes here. Uh, just want to throw a couple of topics at you and just get your just quick thoughts on them. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, so how are we feeling about Joe Biden, Kamala Harris in the, the roles of president and vice president? Just yeah. a quick thought. Into this space. You want me to step into this space? <laughs> Wait, say that again. You want me to step into this space? I do. I can do it for a little bit. So, when we look at <laughs> when we look at the presidency, uh huh. Um, we have to look at it from a business standpoint. And he was okay. of the United States of America. And I remember before I, you know, before I attached terms to it, I would just say it's a puppet show, right? Fair. Because what is being shown on TV versus what is being done behind the scenes, you know, the people that are running things, you'll never know their names. Right. You know, even the people that you think is elite is they have they have to answer to someone or something. So we we have to uh, really look at the big picture and actually look at what they're saying more importantly and just know that observe it and keep manipulating the environment. Focus on what you want to see, what you want your children, children to be doing. I, that's all I can say about that. Okay, fair enough. My my next one is, how do you think international travel is going to go uh, moving forward? Do you think we're going to be able to move freely, or do you think they're going to require some things of us in order for us to to travel internationally? I mean, honestly, I I do feel that they will build tall buildings into the very last day. The very last moment, they'll still be painting their picture, right? So when you look at, when I look at it from that standpoint, from that way, I, I have to know that if I need to get somewhere, I can get there. Mm-hmm. I have and and I know some people, you know, I, I get it. You have to be practical about it. And they can very well apply some type of uh, an illusion, right? I mean, there's documents upon documents upon documents that change yearly, sometimes monthly. And so you have to look at these things as transactions. Everything is a transaction. And so if everything is a transaction, they're only going to stop something if it hinders something that is astronomical or catastrophic to the system itself. Um, so if anything, it's just like be making vaccinations and flu shot mandatory. When they put out the flu shot, that was just a test to see how people will react to the vaccination. They say, if we say this is mandatory, how many people are gonna go do it? But when right. they actually they approach you with it and you say, no, thank you, they go away. It's that simple. Because if someone, if you don't want something done to you, it will not be done to you. And I can go on from this. <laughs> I can yeah. go down this, this path. <laughs> I don't want to interrupt. Are you good? I don't think I should go down this path. Don't get pretty, pretty Go dark. down any path you like. Any path you like. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's just like the shootings that we see on TV and in the videos that they put. Mistreatment can happen for five seconds, five minutes, five years, five hundred years. If you you can be mistreated at work, that is your choice. That is your choice to deal with the mistreatment. So 
there may be people that, and I think I've said, I wrote this before, there may be people that do not like me and that's totally fine. But what I've come to learn is the people that do not like me have more respect for me than the people, some of the people that love me or claim that love me. I don't know what people deem as love anymore. It's very, very, <laughs> very, very weird <laughs> nowadays. But when you, when I deal with people that do not like me, they have the utmost respect for me because they know what I'm here. When I show up somewhere, they know what I'm there for. I'm there to better my bloodline. And so they understand what I'm doing, where I'm at. And they may not, you know, they may not like my, I don't know what they don't like about me. That's not my, I don't, I, that's nothing for me to think about. They, they have their own reasons why they don't like me, but they respect me. We have great conversations. <laughs> you know, it's, I don't under, I don't, I've never really looked at an enemy being detrimental to you unless they're causing deliberate harm. And right. you can see that, right? You're choosing to be there to deal with this mistreatment. Make the choice. And so we we have to look at these videos and look at these pictures and say, okay, this is if, if they're putting out five of these a week, all of a sudden, what is this saying? Right? Versus when you look there, okay, that person, where's that person? Where are they located? What have they been eating for 10 years? So people have to break it all the way down. Like I said, consumption, manipulating your environment. Not to be harsh, but people have been eating Cheetos for 20 years. So if the people that have been eating Cheetos for 20 years birth children and they're feeding their children Cheetos, is that not red five manifesting? What type of mental capacity does that person have? Do they have any nutrients? So we have to, we have to really examine where we are and what we're doing. And knowing that the people that they are mutilating and abusing, as I stated before, everybody is operating from their level of consciousness. A lot of the people are not gonna make it, but people are also when they die, us being energy, us being infinite beings chaos beings this is not it this body is a vessel so when we die when we leave this plane that is energy being transformed into something else that is for us to call upon that is for us to say okay this happened so if i'm watching this and this is impacting me this way how can i change it if i feel so strongly about this how can i transform this energy into something positive mm. That is what it's there for. That is why we may see it. And you have a choice not to see it. But don't continuously watch it over and over again and keep getting mad because that's how they taught you how to be mad. They taught you how to be mad that way versus you being angry in a positive way. I am so upset that I'm going to change the way I eat. Instead of feeding my body dead cells, I'm going to feed my body live cells. That is my anger. Okay, so <laughs> last thing, last thing. So I'm not sure if they've done it yet, but around this time, they're supposed to be releasing documents. The government's supposed to be releasing documents about UFOs and uh, NASA and space programs. And do you have any thoughts? Or have you even heard about what I'm talking about as far as this information is supposed to be released uh, within the next few, I think it's within the next week or so? I think it's awesome. Um, I'm just going to be honest, tell you what flashed in my mind. Um, go back and watch the last 10 years of sci-fi movies and animation movies. Mm -hmm. Everything's in there. Mm. Good point. They do, they, do, they do put a lot of really great things inside of these movies and TV Amazing. shows if we just pay attention to them. Amazing. And then when you watch the new shows, especially now everything's streaming, when you watch the new shows, it's telling you where we're going. So you can go back and watch a 1990 movie and you can, it tells you exactly what's going on right now. It's amazing. I love it. <laughs> what, what's some of the, your, your favorite shows right now that 
are, are dropping some gems in your in your lap. Dropping some gems. Well, I, I watch, I rewatch a lot, um, so I I can go back. Um, you, I would, I want, I would want people to go watch Dark City. It came mm-hmm. out in 1998. Um, okay. Ready Player One is a movie. It is. It is one of my favorites. Awesome. Um, what shows? Because I, I did turn Netflix back on. And what, what was something that caught my eye? Man, it honestly, well, Alter Carbon. Uh, okay. I need to watch that one. Alter Carbon. It's, it's, you know, they make it, some of the shows for, I mean, for me, they make it hard to get into, but once you get into it, it's, it's amazing. For sure, the show, um, Lovecraft. Mm-hmm. Lovecraft country. And I don't like how they, you know, it put a lot of brutal things in there, but because I didn't want to watch it, but I watched it for the science, and that's what kept me watching it, honestly. Um. Other than that, like I said, I mean, should you watch Peabody and Sherman? I love that movie, but it has so much science in that movie. Mm-hmm. Go back and li- listen to even the even the movies when they're in boardrooms or they go on the vacations and they have the business trips. Listen to what they're saying in the meetings. They've been Yo. talking about water. They've been talking about water <laughs> in the business meetings in the movies for the last decade. If you go back and watch the money, I think the money talks movie with uh, Michael and Shia Go back and watch that movie, and they talk about water. If, if I really love what you're saying, because there's really a lot of hints sprinkled in all the movies, but we're too busy looking at the main story. But usually, it's the five minutes. Even when you bring up Black, uh, the Judas and the Black Messiah, really the highlight of the movie is right before they decide to kill Fred Hampton, when they're having a meeting, and Fred Hampton's not in the scene, the snitch is not in the scene. No black people are all in the scene. It's just uh, Hoover and the FBI guy and maybe one other person, and they're deciding what to do. That, yeah, I that's think. the scene in the movie that matters the most, mm-hmm. and it's only two, three minutes, Wow! but it, it really sums up everything and the climate right. of what was going on uh, during that time. But a lot of people miss it because it's, it doesn't have the main character in it. It's not that exciting. It doesn't have the explosions. Usually the truth is is given to you in dialogue. That's right. And so we just got to pay attention. So you're you're really uh, on to something with, with that one. Okay. So I, I want to thank you for uh, stopping through and uh, having a conversation. You know I would love for you to come back. Anytime something is on your mind and you want to talk about what's going on in society, culture, I want us to uh, sit down and continue the conversation. Um, Any final thoughts before we head out? One, thank you for having me. I'm I'm honored to be here. Honestly, this is great. Um, Always great dialogue with you. Um, And just to everyone else, um, just be better than you yesterday. Create create for yourself, create for someone else. And and love always wins, always. Love always wins is one of my favorite sayings. I didn't know about it until <laughs> I met you, uh, but thank you for uh, what you're creating and the vibration that you're putting out there into the world. Until next time, I'll talk to you soon.